of sadness since returning from the States, but there was nothing he could do about it. Christiana knew as well as he did that her childhood and the freedom she had enjoyed in California had come to an end. Charles looked up at his mistress questioningly as they reached the end of the bridal path, as though asking her if they really had to go back. I know, Christiana said, softly patting him. I don't want to either. The rain felt gentle on her face and she didn't mind getting soaked or her long blonde mane getting wet any more than the dog did. The slicker protected her, and her boots were caked with mud. She laughed as she looked at him, thinking it was hard to believe that this muddy brown dog was really white. She needed the exercise, as did the dog. He wagged his tail as he looked at her, and then, with a slightly more decorous step, they walked home. She was hoping to slip in the back door— but getting Charles into the house in his disreputable condition would be a greater challenge. He was too filthy to take upstairs, and she knew she would have to take him in through the kitchen. He was in desperate need of a bath after their muddy walk. She opened the kitchen door quietly, hoping to escape attention for as long as possible. But as soon as she opened it, the enormous muddy dog bounded past her, dashed into the middle of the room, and barked with excitement. So much for a quiet entrance. Christiana smiled ruefully and glanced apologetically at the familiar faces around her. The people who worked in her father's kitchen were always kind to her, and sometimes she wished that she could still sit among them, enjoying their company and the friendly atmosphere as she had as a child. But those days were over for her as well. They no longer treated her as they had when she and her brother Friedrich were children. Friedrich was ten years older than she and was traveling in Asia for the next six months. Christiana had turned twenty-three that summer. Charles was still barking and, shaking the water off enthusiastically, had splattered nearly everyone around him with mud as Christiana tried vainly to subdue him. "'I'm so sorry,' she said as Tilda the cook wiped her face with her apron, shook her head, and smiled good-naturedly at the young woman she had known since birth. She signaled quickly to a young man who rushed to lead the dog away. I'm afraid he got awfully dirty, Christiana said with a smile to the young man, wishing she could bathe the dog herself. She liked doing it, but she knew it was unlikely they would let her. Charles yelped unhappily as he was led away. I don't mind bathing him, Christiana said, but the dog was already gone. Of course not, ma'am, Tilda said, frowning at her, and then used a clean towel to wipe Christiana's face as well. If Christiana had still been a child, she would have scolded her and told her that she looked worse than the dog. Would you like some lunch? Christiana hadn't even thought of it and shook her head. Your father is still in the dining room. He just finished his soup. I could send something up for you. Christiana hesitated and then nodded. She hadn't seen him all day, and she enjoyed the quiet moments they shared when he wasn't working and had a few minutes to himself, which was rare. He was usually surrounded by assorted members of his staff and was in a rush to get to meetings. It was a treat for him to enjoy a meal alone, especially with her. She cherished the time they spent together. The only reason she had willingly come home from Berkeley was for him. There had been no other choice, although she would have loved to go on to graduate school just so she could stay in the States. She didn't dare ask. She knew the answer would have been no. Her father wanted her at home. She knew she had to be doubly responsible, because her brother wasn't at all. If Friedrich had been willing to shoulder his responsibilities, it would have lightened the burden on her, but there was no hope of that. 
She left her slicker hanging on a peg outside the kitchen and took off her boots. They were noticeably smaller than any other pair there. She had tiny feet and was so small she was almost a miniature. In flat shoes, her brother often teased her that she looked like a little girl, particularly with her long blonde hair which was still hanging wet down her back. She had small, delicate hands, a perfect figure, nothing like a child's, although she was very slight and always just a little bit too thin, and a face like a cameo. People said she looked like her mother, and somewhat like her father, who was as fair as she was, although both he and her brother were very tall, well over six feet. Christiana's mother had been as small as she was and had died when Christiana was five and Friedrich was fifteen. Their father had never remarried. Christiana was the lady of the house and was often her father's hostess now at important dinners or events. It was one of the responsibilities expected of her, and although she didn't enjoy it, it was a duty she performed lovingly for him. She and her father had always been extremely close. He had always been sensitive to the fact that it had been hard for her growing up without a mother, and in spite of his many duties, he had made every effort to be both father and mother to her, not always an easy task. Christiana bounded up the back stairs in jeans, sweater, and stocking feet. She arrived in the pantry slightly breathless, nodded at the people there, and slipped quietly into the dining room. Her father was sitting at the dining table alone, poring over a stack of papers, wearing his glasses with a serious look on his face. He didn't hear Christiana come in. He glanced up and smiled as she slipped silently into the chair beside him. He was obviously pleased to see his daughter. He always was. What have you been up to, Cricky? He had called her that since she was a little girl. He gently patted her head as she leaned over to kiss him, and he noticed her wet hair. You've been out in the rain. Were you riding in this weather? He worried about her, more than he did about Freddy. Christiana had always been so small and seemed so fragile to him. Ever since losing his wife to cancer eighteen years before, he had treated their daughter like the priceless gift she had been to them when she was born. She looked so much like her mother. His late wife had been exactly the age Christiana was now when he married her. She was French, half Orléans and half Bourbon, the two royal families of France who had been the ruling monarchy before the French Revolution. Christiana was descended from royal families on all sides. Her father's ancestors were mostly German, with cousins in England. Her father's native tongue was German, though he and Christiana's mother had always spoken French, as she did with her children. Once she was gone, in her memory, Christiana's father had continued speaking to his children in French. It was still the language in which Christiana was most comfortable, and which she preferred, although she spoke German, Italian, Spanish, and English as well. Her English had improved immeasurably during her years in college in California, and she was totally fluent now. You shouldn't go out riding in the rain, he scolded her gently. You'll catch a cold, or worse. He always feared her getting ill, excessively so, he acknowledged, since the death of his wife. I wasn't riding, she explained. I just went for a run with the dog. As she said it, a footman set her soup down in front of her, in delicate two-hundred-year-old gold-rimmed Limoges. The set had been her French grandmother's, and Christiana knew there were many equally handsome services of China from her father's ancestors as well. "'Are you very busy today, Papa?' Christiana asked quietly as he nodded and pushed his papers away with a sigh. "'No more than usual,' 
So many problems in the world, so many things that can't be solved. Human problems are so complicated these days. Nothing is simple anymore. Her father was well known for his humanitarian concerns. It was one of the many things she admired about him. He was a man worthy of respect and was regarded with great affection by all who knew him. He was a man of compassion, integrity, and courage, and had set a powerful example for her and her brother to follow. Christiana learned from his example and listened to what he said. Freddy was far more self-indulgent and paid no attention to his father's edicts, wisdom, or requests. Freddy's indifference to what was expected of him made her feel as though she had to attend to duties and uphold traditions for them both. She knew how disappointed her father was in his son, and she felt she had to make it up to him somehow, and in fact, Christiana was much more like her father, and was always interested in his projects, particularly those involving indigent people in underdeveloped countries. She had done volunteer work several times in poor areas in Europe, and had never been happier than when she did. He explained his latest endeavors to her as she listened to him with interest and commented from time to time. Her ideas on the subject were intelligent and well thought out. He had always had a deep respect for her mind. He only wished his son had her brains and drive, and he knew only too well that she felt she had been wasting her time ever since she got home. He had recently suggested that she consider studying law or political science in Paris. It was a way of keeping her busy and challenging her mind, and Paris was close enough to home. She had many relatives there, on her mother's side, could stay with them and come home to see him often. Although she would have liked it, even at her age, there wasn't even the remotest possibility of her staying in an apartment on her own. She was still mulling over his plan, but she was more interested in doing something useful.